This week's episode of the Firmware Update is brought to you by Audible. By going to audibletrial.com slash firmwareupdate, our listeners can get both a free audiobook and a 30-day trial. There are over 180,000 books available to choose from, such as Console Wars by Blake Harris, which is a fascinating chronicle of the 16-bit console war between Sega and Nintendo. Or, if you're more of a Nintendo buff in general, Super Mario by Jeff Ryan. If neither of those tickles your fancy, like I said, 180,000 books to choose from, and they're all available to listen to on your iOS, Android, or Kindle device. Once again, to start your 30-day free trial and to download your free audiobook, go to audibletrial.com slash update. That's audibletrial.com slash update and get your free audiobook on us. Welcome to another edition of the Firmware Update, episode 192. I'm one of your hosts, Malcolm Spinetti, and joining me, as always, Joseph Garcia. How are you doing, buddy? Malcolm, I'm busting here. Yeah, we are busting at the scene with news this week. Good Lord. <laughs> uh, folks, usually this is where me and Joe shoot the shit for about a half hour or so, but well, we got we got to we got to zoom right past that. So real fast, Wonder Woman's good, Guardians Galaxy Two is good. All right, what else we got? Uh, let's see, losing my job, man. I switched to uh, internet <laughs> providers, but my old internet provider decided to take them out. So that was a rough forty-eight <laughs> hours. Uh, however, and one thing we will stop to talk about, as you heard in the top of the show, yes, it's true, folks. We've sold out. We've got, <laughs> we have sponsorship now. So. Thank you to audible.com for agreeing to help us out with our shows here. And if you guys uh, want to give back to the show just a tiny bit and as well as get something for yourself here, go to, go to that link that we talked about audibletrial.com slash firmware update. Just go on, create an account and uh, pick a book and you get a free, uh, what's that? No, no, audio, audio book. Sorry. No, no, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> pick out uh the, what audiobook you want if you like the service by all means keep going with it it's a fun service but if you decide to cancel guess what you get to keep that book regardless so and plus it helps out the show tremendously so once again audibletrial.com slash firmware update we appreciate it over here yeah i believe i speak for the both of us when i say it's the least you could do <laughs> Depending on them now, dude. Come on. <laughs> the least you can do. <laughs> All right. You gotta help us. <laughs> All right. Joe, without any further ado, let's shift through this landmass of news here. What's first? Well, first, Malcolm, is, of course, a firmware update for the PlayStation 4. <laughs> yeah, 192. I just said. Oh, wait. For your PlayStation 4 computer entertainment system. Update 4.70 is out now, and guess what? You got new icons. Yeah, yeah, okay. that's crazy. <laughs> and you get that sweet, sweet stability. Uh, so, pretty good update. Um, yeah, that's a very, very minor update. So, um, you, they refreshed a couple of icons, uh, and I forget what else. Uh, freak. Yeah. What else? <laughs> that's really all there was to it. We got new icons for the PlayStation Store and... Uh... 
the video section or the media section and like a few other little notables and plus stability, which let me tell you, as an epileptic, I can tell you stability is important. <laughs> stability is good. Yeah, see what uh, I did there, folks. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, and if you use the tournament stuff uh, within the party system, uh, you can now view individual match results in that. So there you go. Hey, all right. All, all that good stuff in former update 4.70. All right. Excellent. What yeah. Else, <laughs> what else happened, buddy? All right. Also within the last three plus weeks uh we've got april 2014 or 27 not april 2014 2017 uh npd results um with persona uh and mario kart leading the way mario kart 8 uh kind of being a juggernaut mario kart 8 deluxe specifically uh led the month of april 2017 um in terms of uh software uh persona 5 at number two though uh, pretty good. Uh, Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild at number three. I believe that's combined Wii U and Switch. Uh, MLB 17, the show at number four. And Go- Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon, Wildlands at number five. Uh, let's see, other notables here in the top ten. You got Mass Effect Andromeda at number seven. Uh, <laughs> Overwatch at number nine. Uh, and Call of Duty Black Ops 2 at number ten, beating out Infinite Warfare. Uh, that's strange. <laughs> that's real strange i believe that I believe, that's got to be a typo like on top of the i mean not that black ops, i mean it's strange that the typo that you know the type wasn't that black ops beat infinite warfare it's that they have black ops 2 listed instead of black ops 3 um i don't think that infinite warfare would be beaten by a game that old even right <laughs> now do you have to like like is that the game that comes with infinite warfare if you get the deluxe edition no black ops 2 was just a just a game that came out like three or four years. Okay, maybe <laughs> maybe there was a sale or something. I don't know. <laughs> I guess. I mean, I don't know. Um, yeah, and uh, on top of on top of that, hardware wise, the the Switch uh, once again was number one in terms of hardware, um, followed by uh, the PlayStation Four and Xbox One. Um, so interesting months for April. Yeah, I mean, right. it's it's we're talking about it now, now that we're in June. But you know, that's that's the MPD for you. Yeah, and you know, congrats the the Switch there. It's still got that new hotness feel to it, so still riding high in that. Plus, you know, yeah. it, it's and a, games are coming out. Yeah, and games are coming out. The question: <laughs> Are you getting arms? Um, I don't know because I played that global test punch as they called it, uh, which is basically just a beta. They ran it for two weekends. Um. And it was fun. I was actually pleasantly surprised by how good the motion controls actually are in that game. But it's fifty dollars. <laughs> it is fifty dollars. Um, but it, I mean, it's not like you know one two switch where it's like oh, it's just mini games or whatever. Like it feels like a pretty substantial game. Like it feels like a proper game. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's what so, I heard too. So, so, so well, I'll give it that much credit for sure. Um, it's a thing. But <laughs> um, just not sure it's. It's not sure that it's something that we're plunking down the money for, unfortunately. Yeah, like right now I have it pre-ordered with Amazon, but Ooh. that that could change. Does that mean that you did enjoy that demo? I did, and yeah, it, once again, like you, like I feel like pleasantly surprised should be on the box because that feels like everybody. <laughs> they're all well, I mean, because we all got. I mean, the Wii U obviously wasn't motion 
wasn't a mo- I mean, we had to use the Wii remotes for for like multiplayer games, but you know, it wasn't a very motion focused system. So for Nintendo to kind of go back to that well uh, with the Switch and the Joy Cons, but you know, actually following through with it, it's refreshing. We'll see here. Uh, see, June comes out. Like the only other game I could think of that comes out in, in June that I might be remotely interested in is the Crash Bandicoot trilogy remastered that's coming out. The insane collection. So, but, <laughs> but yeah, like I said, I was pleasantly surprised. So I, it's just going to come up, come to money, which is unfortunately a bit tight this month. So we'll see. <laughs> Yeah, same here, so I'm not sure. Like, I mean, there's a backlog of games that I still have to get anyway yeah. uh, before you could consider something like ARMS, honestly. Like, I still want to get Horizon. I still want to get Resident Evil. I still want to get um, – well, I got near um, on that digital sale a couple weeks ago. So same that one's taken care of at least. Um, you know, I want to get Yakuza. Like, there's a whole bunch of stuff that I want to play from earlier this year that I just didn't get around to. Yeah, like, um, no, I, I got all those games, so I'm good. But, yeah, you <laughs> – you need to get quite a few, at least yeah, two. Yeah. Like all, all those games are actually really, really good. So I don't envy. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, I'm looking at this release calendar. Um, yeah, the only other game really, um, the other big game this month, looking at this list, um, already came out. It's Tekken Seven, <laughs> and that seems pretty cool too. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, Tekken traditionally isn't something that I buy. So. Yeah, me, me neither. You know, like, and going going back to the Switch a little bit, I I gave it a lot of crap because you know I want Nintendo to be the Nintendo that I grew up with, that dominant company that just had the gaming industry by the throat. Like, I want I want it to be like <laughs> a like one of those systems where it could be like, okay, I'm gonna go. You can go with one of the other two, or you can get this one. You know, like they all do the same thing, but it's not. But I will say, and this will be alluded to also in another story that we got here, but it's a fantastic alternative if you've already got the PS4 and you're just looking for a second console. Because they release games like this like every two, three months. They're for. They're perfect for getting on Amazon Prime or Best Buy, so you can get that 20% off. And uh, by the time you can play it, beat it, while you're not at home um, uh, playing with your PS4. So they actually work really nicely together. It's actually pretty good what they did there, Mm. I will say. Yeah. All right. Uh, Unless you got anything else to add on this one, Joe? No, but I... This dovetails nicely into the next story, uh, which is May's top digital downloads on the PlayStation Store. Um, so not the full MPD results, but we get to see what's popular on PSN here. Uh, for May, no surprise here, Injustice 2 uh, hitting the top spot, uh, followed by Friday the 13th, the game at number two. Uh, wow. NBA, Playgrounds at num- <laughs> NBA Playgrounds at number three. The Order, 1886 at number four. I believe that game was like four, but, uh, four bucks or like- something crazy. Yeah, four or like six dollars or something. Or something. Um, which is the right price for that game. <laughs> uh, God of War remastered, uh, God of War 3 remastered at number five. Uh, Rainbow Six Siege at number six. Overwatch Game of the Year edition at number seven. Rocket League at number eight. Minecraft PS4 edition at number, uh, number nine. And Ark Survivor's Pack rounding out the top ten. Prey, uh, which which launched in, uh, in May, um, debuted at number 11, which uh, not encouraging for that game. Uh, 
a game that's already seen its price slashed to forty dollars for in a couple of spots. So, yeah, not great for Bethesda there. It had a very rough launch, mainly with a with a. I think I mentioned it in our last show with a crippling bug that pretty much wiped your save past a certain point. <laughs> so yeah, like it, and that its initial score I think was like a three point five, and then when they finally fixed it, IGN did an update and bumped it up to eight, which is pretty incredible. A pretty incredible <laughs> jump, but uh, the damage was done. It looks like. Plus, you yeah. know, Prey. It's like it came out in a year where there's so many games to play. It's like, eh. But but it did come out and like I would argue it did come if it was going to come out this year like it came out at the right time this year because it came out in early May with really the only other game to compete with uh, was you know Injustice Two, um, which did pretty well. <laughs> yeah, but as you can see in these rankings, one did well, the other did not. Hmm. And then, you know it's not like and it's not like this game launched you know May twenty fifth or whatever. Like it launched May fifth. It had all month, um, and it only charted the number eleven. Uh, so not, yeah, not encouraging for Bethesda. Um, the other game I want to talk about here though, in, the, in this, in this, this, in this ranking is, uh, I'm happy to see that Friday the 13th, uh, was super popular. Me too. That game seems super, that game sounds so good. <laughs> it's so much fun. I, I've heard, uh, mostly positive, but a few mixed things, mainly that, you know, being Jason is random every single time. And there's some people who had absolutely no luck when you're Jason. The game is freaking amazing. But when you're one of the campers, I've heard not so much. But then and again, I've heard people <laughs> have, like, so much fun with it, with this game. Too. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the biggest drawback that I saw, um, or at least for when it launched, you know, that first week, uh, was that, you know, the servers just weren't stable and no one could connect to a game. So, obviously, that was a problem. But, you know, when you do get into a match, like, it sounds... It sounds awesome. It's like it's just a cool freaking idea for a game. Um, you know, it's basically, you know, you know, kind of like Evolve. Where it's like, oh, one player is a monster, and the other people kind of get try to get away from it or whatever. Um, but you know, latching onto you know this Friday the Thirteenth license, it's also a setting and you know characters that people can kind of attach themselves to. It's like, oh yeah, you know, it's a game that makes a lot of sense. Like I've explained. Like, I explained this game to, to someone who just doesn't play video games, and even she was like, that sounds like a pretty awesome idea for a video game. I was like, is it? Um, so it's, it's, it's great to see, see that, that, you know, resonate with people. Oh, yeah. And uh, the, game, the game is a great idea. I, I'm going back to <laughs> what you were saying just a second ago, that it is such a great idea. I'm really happy to see Jason take his rightful place back in the mainstream. Uh, a lot of the little things they did, like they, I don't know if you've uh, done any, any like look into this game, but you know, they've got like all the Jasons from like, <laughs> yeah, it's not just like uh, Jason, you know, you can play as all the Jasons basically. They got demonic Jason. They have original Jason with the burlap sack on his head. <laughs> it's got uh old school human, human Jason. They even have Jason from Friday's. <laughs> the 13th part seven where he's just like full on dim demon mode at that point. So oh. like, I think they got Jason X in there, didn't they? They, they got hell Jason. So uh. not Jason X, but that I'm sure that's going to come in due time. <laughs> oh man. Uh, one thing. Press I, X to Jason. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> one thing Jason. I did. One. <laughs> Jason. 
One thing I do want to want to mention, and to just me, hit him with your car. <laughs> just hit him with the car. He'll be, he'll be dead. Oh, you yeah. don't even have to hit him with the car. Just hit someone that's who's hugging him, and hit that person with the car, and he'll die instantly. <laughs> that's how it works, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Like yeah, you can just mow him down. It's fine. <laughs> um, one thing about this list uh, about the May numbers that I did want to mention because it was kind of disheartening for me. He was uh, no surge. And uh, that's a game which we did get a review copy, and a review should will, should be on our listing by the time you're listening to the show or at some point in the near future. But I've been playing a lot of it, and uh, I was – you'll hear more about it in the review proper, but I was hoping it did well, did well. But uh, if the percentages on the trophies are any indication um, – Maybe not so much. <laughs> I would say that those are no indication because those percentages are only of people who played the game. It's not like a percentage of people who played it across PlayStation, you know? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's like, if it's if a trophy says 25%, it's 25% of Surge players who get that trophy. It's not 25% of PlayStation owners bought this game. That'd be an absurd number. <laughs> well, that's even, that's just as interesting then because <laughs> as of right now, like, I, they're... I'm close to beating the game, and I'm looking at the story progression trophies, and there's like 17% or 20% there. So Yeah, typically those go down as the game goes further along. Okay, okay. As fewer and fewer people, you know, follow through with the game. Well, I, I'm ho- it it wasn't in the t- in uh, the top 20 at the very least. So Yeah, I see that. That's, yeah. Came out May 16th, too, so I had some time to kind of get in there. So, yeah, hopefully, you know, it gets a little better. I mean, it came out in a month where we had Injustice 2, and if anybody, if you were just getting one game that month, that'd probably be it. But, <laughs> yeah. But uh, I hope it finds some footing, because, you know, I, let's just say I have some things to say about this game. So, <laughs> all right, Joe, unless you got anything to men- else to mention on this list? I do not. All right, moving on. Let's see, continuing with uh, sales of things, Malcolm, um, we've got some interesting news about PlayStation VR, as that has surpassed uh, 1 million units. Holy so, moly. <laughs> uh, we did talk about this, I believe, on the last show when it had just barely crossed, um, not much less than that, it was like 900,000 or something. Um, but it's nice to finally get you know that milestone number, that million. Um and that million is 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 very positive when you compare it to other you know headsets. Um, the only other headset that's outselling the PlayStation VR would be you know uh, the the Galaxy Gear uh, VR headset. But that's only because it costs a hundred dollars as opposed to four hundred. Um, yeah, and on top of that, they had that offer for the longest time where it would come free if you got uh, the phone too. So yeah, I feel like for like the last year, like if you buy whichever Galaxy phone, whether it was the S7 or the S8, now um, it's like yeah, you can get either a giant memory card or <laughs> or you can get the PlayStation or not the PlayStation VR, the, the <laughs> VR, <laughs> the, uh, the that'd the be Gear counterproductive VR. right there. <laughs> um, yeah, or the Gear VR. So yeah, so that is actually really really good. I was. I was I was a little worried, mainly because you know I rarely see the PlayStation VR anywhere. So I guess that's just due to the fact that it sells out quickly. Yeah, um, yeah, it's great. Um, and on top of that, the same news story here: um, PlayStation Four Pro, uh, the the uh, the um, the premium model of the PlayStation Four, um, is selling 
pretty well um, by by Sony standards. Um, Sony, weirdly enough, <laughs> Sony doesn't specify at all. Like they haven't specified uh, how many PS4 Pros they've sold uh, since it launched uh, last year. Um, but they do say that one out of every five PlayStation 4 consoles sold is a Pro unit. Uh, so they're selling about 20% of each. 20% of PS4s right now are, are being sold are are uh, Pro units, which is interesting. And, yeah, uh, recently I became one of those people as I got a PlayStation Pro myself. So, that well, that answers that question. One in five, that's not bad. Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, you got to try to think about how many PS4, how many PS4s have sold since, like, like, obviously, I think they, they recently said it was, like, what, 40 million mm. PS4s, and I'm just trying to think back to what the last milestone was. So I'm trying to put two and two together here, uh, like, how many units, how many PS4s they've sold since the Pro launch, and I'm trying to think of how many 20% of that number would be. I mean, that's actually pretty good, because they, la- they launched, like, what, last year? Yeah. Yeah. So if they launched, if the, so if they sold, like, you know, a few million... You know, PS4s. If they sell like four million within a few months, it's like you know, for for one million of those to be you know pro units, yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, and that that's pretty comfortable for that. That I feel too. I mean, because uh, thankfully they kept the uh, old school PS4. I hate to put it like that, but the the, <laughs> the slim, we'll just say, PlayStation Four is like a. All right, we got the. If you're just looking for a way in, here you go. But if you want something a little bit more souped up for you few people out there that have got a HDR TV, which me and Joe have, have then here you go. Here's a alternate. Give you a little bit more bang for your buck. And you know, one out of five. I think that's good. I think that makes this a success, really. Mm-hmm. I agree. All right. All right. Moving on. All right. So. Backwards compatibility is a big uh, talking point for both Sony and Microsoft uh, the last couple of years. Um, I got a Microsoft to say on this <laughs> Microsoft is that, uh, has taken that step to add, you know, that compatibility to their Xbox One. Uh, Sony definitely has not. The most they've done is offer the PlayStation Now, um, you know, service that streams PS3 games, and they've offered a few kind of just kind of seemingly random PS2 games. Uh, that are compatible from the PlayStation Store, but that's kind of it. Um, and recently, Jim Ryan, uh, who heads PlayStation Europe, um, he said backwards compatibility uh, for as requested as it is. Um, he says it's not used often at all, um, which I think isn't. It's not inaccurate. Like that, he's definitely he's definitely right about that. Um, there have been a couple of news stories about the Xbox One. Uh, and it's backwards compatibility that kind of back up what he says. Um, kind of, to, let me just say that, like, let me just pull it up here just real quick. That apparently less than two percent of Xbox One use uh, is backwards compatible games. So, uh, you know, for as much as you know, people requested that feature and um, kind of backs up what he says there. But what really grinds my gears, Malcolm, about oh. about, about Mr. Ryan's uh, about Mr. Ryan's uh, statement here isn't. Isn't that like that's fine? Like that's that what he presented was a fact. But <laughs> but what he said here is quote: When we've dabbled with backwards compatibility, I can say it's one of those features that is much requested, but not actually used much. He said to Time Magazine, and then like all right, that's fine. But he continues, Malcolm. He says that 
And I was at a Gran Turismo event recently where they had PS1, PS2, PS3, and PS4 games. And the PS1 and PS2 games, they looked ancient. Like, why would anybody play this? Um, so a few things to say. <laughs> okay, number one, first and foremost here. At the end of the day, that whether it looks ancient or not, that's one of your bloody catalog. Don't freaking diss your own catalog for Pete's sakes there. Whatever. It's not even that. It's the fact that it's no, like, the, you know. There's so many things wrong with that statement that pissed me <laughs> off. <laughs> it's, what, it's like, it's like you know, like for, like obviously games age better than, uh, like some games definitely age better than others. You know, those early PS1 games, you know, a lot of them are pretty hard to look at, sure. But a lot of those games are still pretty fucking good and have plenty of value in just in the fact that oh these are still a great these are still great games to play like those Gran Turismo games are still pretty good like I like I forget when or why I played one a, few, a couple years ago like and it you know obviously looked rough but it still played super well <laughs> I was like yeah this is pretty good like, you know you've got you know Metal Gear Solid one the original Metal Gear Solid game you know that game looks rough now but that game still plays awesome I think yeah. Um, just of, any number of games yeah and on top of that. Nintendo, who, as we speak, are working on a Netflix-style thing with their old catalog, which, even without that, Nintendo has proven time and time again that the quote-unquote ancient games can still make you money. Yeah. Like, like, remember when they made a big deal about releasing Final Fantasy VII on PS4 a couple years ago? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that one looks pretty rough. By today's standards. Oh my god, yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> but but you, people eat that shit up because that game is still really fucking good. Yeah, and uh, the Final Fantasy VII, not the remastered, but uh, a lot of people forget when they announced the remake, they also announced that Final Fantasy VII was coming to PS4, and that game is ancient looking too. <laughs> but it's, it's still beloved. It's still a yeah. great title that people like listen to, or play, excuse me. So it's like, like, if you can do it, and you know, like, because I assume this isn't going to cost them that much money. It's probably something they could fix in a firmware update, for Pete's sake. Uh, if you can do it, and granted, you're not going to sell millions, but you could still make some money from people who want to buy those old games. Like, even if it's just like, you know, several thousand people that buy a nine ninety nine old school PS one game. That's still quite a bit of money that you just got that you didn't have before so yeah like like even though microsoft solution isn't like 100 percent perfect it's still pretty fucking good yeah. um like if like if like obviously not every game is backwards compatible like it's up to like like they they have to add those games on a you know title by title basis but once it's added to the compatibility list all you do is pop the game into your disc like obviously you can either buy the game outright from the store if you never had it before or whatever but if you do have that game you just pop it in your disc drive and the game just downloads from Xbox Live, so it's like, oh yeah, here you go. <laughs> like that's awesome. And finally, he also sounds like a freaking ponce when he says it like he that. Does right? <laughs> like it sounds like he doesn't like his job that much at all <laughs> when he says shit like that. Who it's like, is he, pl- <laughs> like, do you think he hangs out with like other executives at other companies? He's like, oh, I got to deal with these nerds all day. You get to do bank stuff or whatever, like a grown up. Like fuck that, man. What the hell? <laughs> It was like, you remember that guy, like, after uh, Microsoft infamously announced the whole DRM thing? Uh-huh. And this one guy, I think his name was something Orth or something like that, where he went on Twitter and started <laughs> oh. bashing 
the poor people who don't have internet. <laughs> it was like, what what kind of people don't have internet now? It was like, dude. <laughs> like, if you want to spend something for that reason to like not add the compatibility, it's like, all right, that's fine. You presented evidence that actually proves your point, but like, you don't have to be a fucking asshole about it, you know? People like those old games. Like, yeah, if he had just stopped before going to that whole Gran Turismo freaking thing, <laughs> I think he would have been fine. Like, it's yeah. like, all right, if it, not that many people do it, then okay. Like, but sure, then, fair enough. But then he had to be a dick. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, man, take some fucking pride Freaking in what you do. Goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> like, some people like those old school graphics. I bought Ape Escape 2 for pizza. I... I love Ape Escape so much. I played that look a couple years ago, too. I was like, man, this is still fun. Yes. <laughs> it's still perfectly good. It's like, do you remember You remember when uh, in Metal Gear Solid 3 Subsistence, they put the, yes. the, the Ape Escape crossover? That was the best. <laughs> that was the fucking best. Metal Gear Solid 3, there's a game I fought so many times. <laughs> I have, like, four versions of that game. The only version I don't have, and I... And I, and I and goddamn it, Malcolm! I'm always like, I'm always like a second away from buying it when I remember that I don't have it, but I don't have the 3DS version. Oh, it did I, come out on 3DS. Yes, didn't it? it's everywhere. That's the only version I don't own. Like I bought the original game when it came out. Like I bought Subsistence when that came out. Me too. I bought I bought both. <laughs> I bought both the Vita and the, the PS3 HD collections. Uh, like I bought the Metal Gear Solid like Legacy, that giant box set or whatever that included Metal Gear Solid Four. Like I I bought that collection that was just the PS2 games, like the original. Like I have, you know, I've bought every single Metal Gear Solid game multiple times. The only one I haven't bought multiple, four. and the only other, no, I mean I've got three copies of Metal Gear Solid Four. <laughs> or I've got oh, two copies. Like I, I got the original collector's edition when that came out ages ago. I didn't know they re-released it at all. Well, remember they did that legacy collection that was oh, was it part one of that? through four? Okay. Yeah, it was part of that. So I've got <laughs> I've got two copies of Metal Gear Solid Four. Um, I've only got one copy of Metal Gear Solid Five though, and so, I'm always also thinking about getting that complete collection or whatever that includes Ground Zeroes <laughs> and Phantom Pain. I'm always like, oh god, help me, Malcolm. Uh, yeah, five is difficult. Like unless you count Ground Zeroes. As part of uh, buying it, you're like, yeah, I only bought that once too. And <laughs> once you find out the story of what Kojima went through, it makes it a little more difficult to play that game. But that game was so good. It just, mm -hmm. because it was rushed as much as it was, it had like no story. Like when you have to buy the collector's edition just to get that extra piece of story, <laughs> uh, you, you messed up. Uh, Malcolm, it's only 18 bucks on 3DS. <laughs> yeah. Oh god, I gotta, I gotta close this window. And, and finally, uh, you know, just to point out, there are still people who still cherish those old games, and like to say something like that, you could possibly be turning away potential buyers for your own freaking company. <laughs> oh man, Metal, I mean, Twisted Metal Two, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One and Two. Hey, remember when Twisted Castlevania. Metal? Remember when, which is becoming a Netflix series next month. Uh, <laughs> remember when Twisted Metal Black came with the PS3 Twisted Metal? And, <laughs> and people love that just fine because guess what? Uh, people, that game rules. Indeed. Oh, d d don't, what was this guy's name again? Is this Jim Ryan? Yeah. Don't be a dick, Jim Ryan. Take the, that's a little advice from your old pal Malcolm Spinetti here. <laughs> uh in your ivory tower where you only play current games. 
right. All right. So moving on from this Jim Ryan madness. What else? Um, speaking of old systems, Malcolm, PS3 production is finally officially ended in Japan. Oh. It's tough, man. Yeah, like that was our system. That was our jam for the longest time. That was <laughs> ten and a half met. years. <laughs> ten, <laughs> yes, indeed. Ten and a half years, Malcolm. Indeed, it was not bad. It, it, it had a rocky start, <laughs> but I think it came out and ended with uh, some prestige and some class there. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm always going to remember the PS3 quite fondly. You know, it. My passion for it is what made me become a writer, which is how I met Joe, how we started this podcast, how we got jobs at several sites, <laughs> most of which don't exist anymore. <laughs> All of which don't exist anymore. <laughs> Some of which have different CEOs. <laughs> oh, be nice. <laughs> oh, you know, no, I'm going to stick that poker right into the wound whenever I get a chance. <laughs> but... Yeah, and on top of that, you know what? It had some great games. Like, going back to Metal Gear Solid 4, that was the game that finally made me say, okay, here's the money. But, uh, and then from there, we had had many, many classics. We had the whole Uncharted series that uh, came out on there. Uh, we got uh, also Nini no Kuni. We've got multiple yeah. Final Fantasies on there. <laughs> Actually, we only got the one Final Fantasy. Yeah, we only had one Final Fantasy. Uh, we had three in oh. a great series of Final Fantasy uh, games, Malcolm. God. So, yeah. the, the the perfectly cromulent Final Fantasy thirteen. That okay. game was that game was just fine. Okay, All right. well, I'm not, we already we have too much news. I'm not going <laughs> to. Uh, we had God so of who's War. Got another, who's got another hour to say to talk about why Final Fantasy thirteen? Uh, we had uh, we had a God of War in its entirety. <laughs> we did for the most part but two, uh, but two new games that showed up on that system indeed we like most of the franchises we hold near and dear to playstation came out around this time so yeah thanks for thanks man thanks ps3 you're welcome <laughs> you're not ps3 <laughs> <laughs> and godspeed as you head over the rainbow bridge <laughs> we'll, we'll meet you in the afterlife all right, buddy. Not that road, it's on that rainbow road. It's depressing. Like, uh, you know, that's also where you meet your pets when that when. <laughs> oh man! All right, moving on. What else happened since we've been gone? All right. Um, let's see. With E three right around the corner, it's worth noting that Death Stranding isn't going to be there. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, it is, but it's not. I don't know. Let's let's clarify that Malcolm. in spirit, <laughs> <laughs> uh, because okay, so Hideo Kojima, the the creator of Death Stranding and various other games of note that you may or may not be familiar with, um, he tweeted to confirm that. Um, he, or let's just see here. He 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 tweeted to quote, "Apologies to our fans. Death Stranding will not be at E3 as we are fully focused on development." Please see me with Jeff Keighley on June 14th, which is next week, Wednesday, which is still just where it gets weird for me because that's still within E3. Uh, <laughs> like E3 runs Tuesday through Thursday, uh, officially. Uh, the show floor runs from June 12th through the 15th. So it's, you know, it's, it's still going to be 
It's not going to be in the show floor, but it's going to be at the E3 Coliseum. It's called the E3 Coliseum for Christ's sakes. <laughs> um, that's where it's going to be with Jeff Keighley. So they'll have some stuff to show off there, I guess. Um, so it's not going to be at E3, but it'll be at E3. That's that's the news for Death Stranding. Now, question. Um, do you think they're going to pull a swerve on us? Um, Like maybe he'll come out dressed as like another developer? He's like, oh, I hope you enjoy this indie game. <laughs> hey. um, for a second, I thought that maybe that would be the case, but then he went and said, oh, we'll be here instead a day later. It's like, okay, <laughs> whatever, guy. I hope you enjoy this trailer. It's just three minutes. Three minutes? Did I just say three minutes? <laughs> <laughs> Rips off the old man. <laughs> oh, God. That'd be great. Like, uh, it would be great if it was like Moby Dick, Moby Dick Studios. What was was that? What it was <laughs> made a comeback. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what was his name? Joe Kim something. Fucking whatever. Yeah, it was <laughs> I like a, I'm a joking or something like that. <laughs> yeah, something. <laughs> oh man, well that's a shame. It was uh, just an anagram for Kojima. Yeah, it was. Uh, that's a shame, uh, as you'll find out in another episode. It kind of screwed you up in our predictions episode. Yeah, it was going to be one of those, and then now it's not. Minor spoiler. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. Joe found a, some really good chestnuts that you'll find out in our predictions episode. Mm. Mm. Taste them. Tasty little, tasty, tasty. little, tasty little prediction nuggets yeah. just for you. Chestnuts. Don't, don't, don't call them nuggets. People get the wrong. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, you know, that's a shame because, uh, as I said on that show, I feel Kojima has, like, carte blanche. Like, well, we get pissed. We get upset when, like, Square and other companies delay and delay and delay for, like, 10 years. But uh, Hideo, after everything he's been through with Konami, after just due to the fact that this game is supposed to be him, this like a vacation for him. Like, after everything <laughs> he went through with Konami, this was essentially Sony saying, okay, dude. Here, just just make the game you want. Oh, do you like uh, Gorilla's Engine? I'll tell you what. Here, here you go. <laughs> just just have fun. You do you. We'll we'll be right here. Take as long as you want. Just 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 don't put it on Xbox, okay? No, seriously, don't put it on Xbox. Okay, great, great, great. Like I feel like <laughs> I feel like as Garp Blanche should just take as long because we kind of expect that too. Because you know the Metal Gear games took forever, so we're ex- and we're expecting Death Stranding to take forever, so. <laughs> He could just, like, release, like, these little movie trailers with a new movie star, like, every so often. <laughs> he is surprisingly well-connected, by the way. <laughs> he had, yeah, he, yes, he is. Guillermo del Toro, Norman Reedus loves hanging out with him, and apparently Mad Mickelson also loves him, too. So. <laughs> well, oh, and what was the other one? Emma Stone, Emma Watson, that was going to rumored to be in this game, too? I don't remember. One of them. Some Emma. Some Emma. <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah. Uh, we're we're hoping that we see. Maybe we'll hear about it more at the PlayStation Experience, which would make sense too. Yeah, that's definitely. Good. I, that'll definitely be there. Yeah. But that's not that's not a concern for another six months. Uh, yeah. All right. Moving on. What else happened? All right. So. What another game that also will probably not not be there, or two other games, I should say, uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake and Kingdom Hearts. Uh, as it turns out, that um, plans for those games at Square Enix are 
for those two to launch in quote the next three years or so. So very that's that's quite a window, Malcolm. Was uh, do you know? Do you have the name of the guy who's giving this statement? Yes, that would be Square Enix president and CEO Yosuke Matsuda. Okay, so not to be confused with the famous painter, but. Uh, <laughs> Was he holding out his middle finger as he said? <laughs> no, he was just uh, doing a very business, a very boring business presentation. And one of the slides uh, was for digital entertainment slash HD games uh, with launch windows uh, for a bunch of uh, games. They just had a bunch of logos and, you know, fiscal year 2017 or whatever. Uh, they had, you know, Final Fantasy 15 and Rise of the Tomb Raider on PS4 and whatnot. And then on the other side, of the slide where they had fiscal year 2018 and beyond. <laughs> uh, they've got stuff like Dragon Quest XI. They've got, you know, that Marvel game that they're making uh, literally just has Marvel on there. <laughs> Not even the Marvel logo, just the word Marvel in bold. <laughs> <laughs> like you think they'd at least have the Marvel logo, but no. They uh, have a title, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not even the title, just like an actual Marvel logo. <laughs> like they've got logos for everything else. They in just Times type Marvel. New Roman, yeah. Yeah, just Old Times the Roman Marvel. Okay, guys. <laughs> um, it would have fit in the same space. <laughs> um, but yeah, they have Kingdom Hearts. Uh, they've got Final Fantasy VII Remake uh, on that 2018 and beyond slide. And he said specifically, specifically in the you know, three years or so. So that means uh, obviously before 2020. Um, that, so at least there's that silver lining. Uh, but man, that's that's a long time coming. Especially when you... We saw these games at the last time we saw these games really was two years ago at uh, E3 2015, actually, not not three years ago. That was the E3 that I was at. Well, no, no. They also showed it. They, they first showed it at that 2015 show, and then they showed actual like gameplay footage at PSX. That, yeah, yeah. That year. Yeah. 2015, and, two years ago. Which really got people excited, at, like, including me, thinking like, oh, my God, they're farther <laughs> along than we thought. And like, nope. <laughs> you fucking saps three, you three, got played three years later and they're still working on that first bloody level for Christ's sake yeah so to kind of piggyback on on this new story with something else here um, yeah Square Enix has apparently shifted that remake de- uh, the development of the remake for Final Fantasy 7 uh, in house um, meaning that you know their their own internal developers are working on it apparently before, before that it was CyberConnect 2 uh, that was working on it, which um, not a bad developer at all. They they develop uh, the, the Naruto games, which, as far as I'm, or as far as I hear, uh, I've never played them. Uh, but everything I hear about those games is usually pretty positive. Like people, yeah, they, they, I've played a, a few of them, and they sure are a well-made Naruto game. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like those games. Those games are good. People like those games. So, like, it's not like CyberConnect 2 is, you know, just this fly-by-night operation that they're like, yeah, let's take a chance on these guys. Um, yeah, so, and I, what else did they make? I feel like, didn't they make, like, the Dot, the dot Hack games, too? Yes, they did. I was going to mention that, yeah. That, that, that's going um, really far back, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, they made Ezra's Wrath. You know, they've got a pretty good pedigree here for stuff that, like, this feels like it would be pretty good you know, a good showcase for them to kind of see what exactly they could do. But I guess it just wasn't coming together uh, to Square Enix's liking. So they just went ahead and took that. They took control of that development. Um, Dot Hack, by the way, was like the first video game series to introduce episodic 
episode, even though it was like each episode was like a full fledged game, but like what you did in the first game carried over to the next game and so forth and so forth. So they were the telltale of our era. <laughs> uh, only each chapter cost uh, 50 bucks instead of $5. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Um, yeah. And on top of that, um, you know, so by bringing in, by bringing the game on internally, they're also kind of, ur- as what they're saying is urgently recruiting as much staff as possible uh, for, for the final fantasy seven remake. Um, so all hands are not only on deck, they are recruiting more hands on top of that. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It feels kind of – seems things seem kind of uh, hectic over there, um, more than they should be for something that was announced two years ago. Well, they can't stop announcing new games for peace sake. I mean, I feel like uh, after – you know, don't get me wrong. Yeah, I'll never forget that awesome moment when we saw that – me and my wife saw the – trailer for the final fantasy 7 remake and just the knowledge that it was coming you know that feeling i'll never forget it for the rest of my life that being said they should have just focused on kingdom hearts free got that out and then made this announcement <laughs> it, instead of like you're okay you're working on two long freaking long long games <laughs> like kingdom hearts and a freaking remake from the ground up. Like you've come out and said that this would take forever to do. <laughs> yeah. Like it's a, like it's, it's a ground up remake and not only like, it's got a whole new battle system and everything. It's like, guys <laughs> kind of like, you guys gotta, you guys just gotta be careful. <laughs> with what you say and what you do. It's like my wife's still pissed off. And I'm like, did you not see the action trailer? Did you really think that that was going to, that was turn base? What we were looking at. <laughs> oh man. It's Dirge of Service all over again with her. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. But at the same time, you know, I I don't think, like, between the two of us, I don't, and probably a good chunk of the fan base out there, I'm pretty sure when they saw that trailer after the collective sigh of happiness, then they knew it wasn't coming out anytime soon. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) so, like, it would be awesome if it was just three years and not 10, like the previous game we had from them but uh we'll see sadly Mm. chances are i might have kids by the time this game comes out (laughs) all right so your kids might have kids they might (laughs) they might be dating their potential (laughs) kids mama at that point (laughs) anyway moving on what else happened uh let's see here um this is an interesting story malcolm uh for another game that's been long in development but uh, CD Projekt Red's Cyberpunk 2077. Um, I think they this game kind of got announced like not too far after, or either around the same time or right after The Witcher 3 got announced. So it's been in the, it's been in the in the in the hopper for a while here. But um, unfortunately for CD Projekt Red, uh, some data and assets for that game were stolen by some hackers, some nerd do wells, some uh, some scallywags and whatnot. Um, so what you're saying? Is that cyberpunks stole the assets to cyberpunk? <laughs> God help us! <laughs> but yeah, apparently these these uh, these these people uh, take they took this uh, these assets for ransom, uh, saying that threatening uh, to release these assets publicly if uh, their ransom is not met. God CD Projekt Red, um, for their part, are refusing this. Uh, 
are just outright not not playing along with this. They said, quote, an unidentified individual or individuals have just informed us they are, that they are in possession of a few internal files belonging to CD Projekt Red. Among them are documents connected to early designs for the upcoming game, Cyberpunk 2077. A demand for ransom has been made, saying that should we not comply, the files will be released to the general public. We will not be giving in to the demands of the individual or individuals that have contacted us, which might eventually lead to the files being published online. The appropriate legal authorities will be informed about the situation. The documents are old and largely unrepresentative of the current vision of the game. Still, if you're looking forward to playing Cyberpunk 2077, it would be best for you to avoid any information not coming directly from CD Projekt Red. When the time is right, you will hear about Cyberpunk 2077 from us, officially. So... I, I just have to say this real quick to any potential hackers out there that are looking for some advice on how to get their career off and running. Um, of all the things you could threaten a developer with, I would say at this point, the weakest threat you could make is leaking out <laughs> video games early. Like, Yeah, it's like, okay, what's new? They, they, CD Projekt Red probably had a pretty good laugh at that. Like, oh, no, don't. Mr. Fox throws <laughs> in the briar patch. <laughs> yeah, especially if it's yeah, especially if it's like older stuff that isn't you know representative of what the game is now. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I mean, yeah, that sucks. But ultimately, it's like this is this seems like a pretty toothless thing, a toothless uh, threat that CD Projekt Red is just having none of. Yeah. <laughs> They're just like, okay, guy, yeah. it's like, <laughs> just not call the make... cops to move on. Yeah, so not to make light of what they're going through, that sucks. And, you know, uh, as a guy who's been robbed, you know, I can only imagine how it feels like to get something like your computer or computers, in this case, hacked and having the stuff stolen. <laughs> uh, but th they'll be fine. Like, what, like even if they got something like gameplay and uh, release it, I don't see it really hurting. Like, I doubt they have the whole game and are going to release that. No, yeah, that would be crazy. But, yeah, um, yeah it's interesting. Um, yeah, this kind of reminds me of actually pretty recently as well, not a video game, but recently Netflix kind of fell to something similar recently too, where someone stole the whole new season of Orange is the New Black that's only releasing finally this week, but like a couple of months ago, someone's like, ha got it, and released it online, it's like, what, what the fuck, <laughs> how do you do that? <laughs> uh, people are getting smarter and smarter with this, this cyber stuff. Yeah, fucking weird. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Well, hard to go out to CD Projekt, right? I'm looking forward to it because they make good games. Like, we didn't really get into Witcher, but we recognized that it was a good game. So Yeah, for sure. So and I'm very curious how this cyberpunk stuff is going to play out. And, yeah, so hopefully, you know, they renew their subscription to McAfee and keep these guys out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Mo anything else you want to say on this one, bud? No, that's it. All right. Moving on. Uh, let's see here. Um, I pasted this into the wrong spot on my little docket here. Um, this would have been part of the Final Fantasy block. Um, <laughs> but Final <laughs> Fantasy, uh, the city of Final Fantasy NT is coming to PlayStation 4 in 20, 2018, Malcolm. There's a chestnut the, I never thought I'd hear again. Oh. Yeah, the city. Remember those? <laughs> um, yeah, like those never even came out on Vita, but here they are. Uh, you know, part, those old, <laughs> those Halcyon PSP days, Malcolm, uh, are coming back on PS4. And Team Ninja is handling development on this, which nice. is interesting. Um, you know, the developers behind 
you know, dead or alive on top of other things, but most relevant in this particular story would be dead or alive. Um, the game will is an updated port of the 2015 arcade game that was released only in Japan. Um, and will also feature characters uh, such as some newer characters as well from Final Fantasy 15. So, you know, Noctis will be in there. Um, and of course, old favorites such as Cloud, Sephiroth, Titus, Lightning, uh, Terra, Squall, all those, all those, all your favorites are in there, <laughs> uh, in 3v3 battles. Um, you know, summons are in there. It's, it's a good time if you're into that. Oh yeah. And, uh, this game series, the city I know has been continuing in Japan, but as an arcade game. Yeah. And this is a port of that. Yeah. With some extra characters. So, you know what? This, this is awesome. I was a big, pl- went back on the old PSP. <laughs> which I still have around somewhere. You know, like I played the heck out of Dissidia. So I'm really looking forward to this one. I'm definitely going to pick it up. Uh, so, yeah, it's a fun game. I, I leveled up my cloud to like insane level. <laughs> I could destroy people with cloud on that game. So I'm looking forward to picking that back up again. Hmm. Hey, maybe you might be, I, I know RK is looking forward to it. So maybe you might give it a chance too, there, Joe. We'll see. All right. Moving on. All right. So Sony is launching a promotion called Days of Play running between June 9th and June 17th. So nine days here, Malcolm, uh, which include a number of deals. And it is headlined by a limited edition gold PlayStation 4, uh, PlayStation 4 Slim specifically, gold colored, uh, one terabyte hard drive, and also $50 off the regular price of a one terabyte PS4. So for nine days only, Malcolm, you can buy a gold one terabyte PS4 Slim for the sterling price, some might say, of two forty nine ninety nine. Yeah, so that's only one part. That's obviously the biggest part of uh, the days of play. But on top of this, um, if you go into your favorite retailer, Malcolm, uh, if you want a physical copy of three games, you can get these games for only thirty nine ninety nine. You can choose between Horizon Zero Dawn, hey. Neo. And MLB The Show 17 for just thirty nine ninety nine. Um, you can also pick up a gold. Uh, it's not colored. Gold. This is the confusing part. It's not gold colored like the gold <laughs> PlayStation Four. It's the gold. It's the gold level headset that they sell. Uh, regular okay. price. <laughs> that regular price for that is uh, the gold wireless stereo headset. Uh, I believe the regular price of that is ninety nine ninety nine. You can get it for seventy nine ninety nine okay. uh, during, during this promotion. You can buy a DualShock Four controller. All colors are available for thirty nine ninety nine as well. Um, yeah, so those are those are the the, the marquee deals of uh, the days of play. So I think that's that's pretty neat. I think it's you know it's pretty standard stuff as far as like the headset and the games and the controllers are concerned. But I've I've never seen anything like this where they're like, hey, here's a limited edition console that's available for literally only nine days in this crazy color at this crazy price. And then after, and then come June 18th, it's fucking gone. Like, now, speaking as a grown-ass man, All right. I recognize the <laughs> fact that at the end of the day, it's still a normal PS, PS4, and it does everything that <laughs> my PS4s here can do, with the exception of the PS4 Pro, of course. Uh that, How many PlayStation 4s have you bought, Malcolm? Uh, including, Since the system punch. Including the Pro, I have bought I have bought three. Though <laughs> though technically, if you count consider that I traded 
the second one to get the fourth one and that I traded in a bunch of games and didn't really spend money on the white one that I had. I technically only spent enough money to get uh, one and a half PS4s. So you bought three PS4s. I, I have got... <laughs> I have, I have, in my life, I have had three PS4s. Yes. Oh. I mean, I've had two even, so I'm not too far behind either. <laughs> yeah, uh, you're just one heartbeat away. <laughs> As I mean, a guy. Once I get, and once I get my Pro eventually, by the end of this year, you know, I'll be up there with you. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, like, I, I like it. Uh, I'm definitely going <laughs> to look. It. It's, it's making me want at least the gold controller that's going to be $39.99, I bet. But. Yeah, I don't know if they're selling the controller. What's that? I don't know if they're selling the controller separately. I know they were selling gold controllers. Like I know silver and gold came out a while ago. No, I know this because I would stare at them when I was in the games. <laughs> but um, yeah, it looks good. It looks fun. It's something fun. I I I would love to have, and just something one of those collectors things <laughs> that uh, is nice to have. Case in point, Joe and his anniversary edition PS4. Yeah. Still don't know how he pulled that shit off, but hey, all the credit in the world to him. <laughs> uh, but that's cool. I I I think the obviously the big big deal deal is that uh, you know those ga- Horizon Zero Dawn Neo. Two game of the year contenders right there. Two games that I will fight Joe to the death in order to make sure that they are <laughs> in the proper tournament. And thirty nine ninety nine, that's a bargain for those games. Those <laughs> I go ahead. I assume those games those are gonna be on sale on the uh PlayStation store as well. Um You'd and think. I do have to, yeah, and I do have ten dollars credit on there right now. So if, if that happens uh I might pull a trigger on, on Horizon this week. There you go. You will not regret it, my friend. That's a fun game. That in the realm of Malcolm Spinetti, I'm not saying this will be true with the with the Joe Kingdom, but and what a kingdom it is! It's a glorious kingdom. Uh, but in my view, that is current. Like I'm still deciding between that and one other game, if I would make that my personal number one seed for our tournament. Mm. That I've I enjoyed the game that much, so. Yeah, that, that, it's a good. It's it's worth it, especially at that price. That that Horizon is a game where I would understand if it was still full price. It's that good. So yeah. Uh, by the way, is this the one where if you spend a hundred dollars, you get fifteen dollars back? No, but that is a promotion that is ongoing for the month of June. Uh, spend a hundred dollars, get fifteen dollars back. Um, worth noting, uh, you only get $15 once, so you can't spend like $200 and get $30. Uh, you'd still just get 15. So that's a good cash there, Joe. Yeah. So don't, don't, don't spend like fucking $400 on a store thinking, you know, we get 60 bucks back. You are not, you're going to, you're getting 15. <laughs> Use that money for a gold PS4. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Do that instead. So, but, but uh, there you go. You could get, uh, you could get it on there and then all, all you need to do is spend 60 more dollars and you got 15 back. <laughs> that's that's a bargain right there. <laughs> uh, I'd buy that for a dollar. Oh, yeah. So I know. Let's see, I'm trying to think out what games to get. Like I, I've been like, obviously, I want to get uh, the game that's coming out close to my birthday, and that is Shadow of War. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, I've been looking at Little Nightmares for the longest time. I've heard good things about that one. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
don't know. <laughs> okay. Good anyway, talk. good talk. So uh, those are some cool deals you can take advantage of at the time of this recording, which is June. So get on that. <laughs> yes. Right. If you don't, like Neo, if if you're looking for a really kick, if you're into the Souls games, especially that's an that's an easy get right there. And uh, Horizon is right now the top. I would say at, at the very least the best exclusive that that uh, PlayStation has released this year, and it's released some really good ones. Like, oh, actually, that includes Persona 5. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's tied for first. Let's just say that. Okay. <laughs> oh, I, I love Persona 5, but I'm not going to say it's beating, man, beating I am... Horizon just yet, or vice versa, for that matter. <laughs> I'm almost done with my second playthrough of that game. I, I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I'm 100. I, my, my, my save file... Uh, has 180 total hours on it. Okay, Joe, I'm worried that game of the year is going to come by and you've only played one game. <laughs> that's that's a very po- it's very possible I never play another video game again, Malcolm. And, and it is a good game. <laughs> there may be three <laughs> games that are tied for first. Now that I think about it. <laughs> oh man. Uh, but anyway, folks out there, if you haven't gotten Horizon yet, this is a great time. Neo is fantastic and. Did you get the show, Joe? Yeah, I did. How, how do you like it? It's very good. Those games are always very good. Um, well, I'm not going to say always because they didn't start getting good until like, oh, wait. Uh, but since then, uh, they've got a pretty good stretch of game. Or they, the better for the past decade or so, they've been very, very good. Right. Uh, now, I mean, yes. I, I, yeah, those are great games. Those are great games, especially the Road to the Show Uh mode which i can never say enough good things about like that is that is a proper sports themed rpg basically um you know you're an experience point you put them into your player he gets better it's great <laughs> sweet all right all right moving on what else happened um speaking of beautiful golden things malcolm bubsy's back baby oh. Bubsy is back and better than ever. Bubsy the Wooly Strike Back is coming fall 2017 exclusively to PlayStation 4 and Steam. Uh, <laughs> so take, take that, Xbox, aren't you? <laughs> we'll be seeing this gem on their stage this year at E3. Um, boy, this, howdy. <laughs> this feels like somebody... What the fuck happened? This feels like... I turn around for, I turn around for 10 minutes and fucking Bubsy's back. This feels like somebody made a deal with the devil, where it's like, okay, PlayStation can have Horizon, (laughs) they can have Neo, they can have Nier, and they can have Persona 5, but you need to have Bubsy. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, what the fuck? I mean, if you can only have it on one console, obviously put it on PS4, but who thought this was a good (laughs) idea? Uh, Man alive. I love this Kotaku article. Um, <laughs> oh my god, the lead is so good. All right, development studio Accolade is back with a new game featuring their flagship character, Bubsy. Is this even legal? <laughs> <laughs> Mods? Oh my god. What the fuck? It's like... <sighs> it's like... No. Bubsy is a, is like the poster boy of failed <laughs> mascot characters that came around during the era of Sonic. It is like Bubsy 3D is like the most 
critically panned failure as far as a platforming game goes. It's like, <laughs> I who, mean, who looked at this and thought, well, clearly the demand's there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Ah, Jesus. All right, so PUBG, I believe, has two games out. There was a Super Nintendo game uh, during those days that Malcolm described where people were trying to be cool and edgy like Sonic and mascot platformers were coming at a fast and hot clip, coming hard and fast. With <laughs> uh, Bubsy was part of that terrible, terrible storm. Uh, and then after that, there was Bubsy 3D on PlayStation 1 uh, in 1996. Uh, and then as this article <laughs> Dennis Kotaku points out, uh, Accolade, the developer of that game and the developer of this new one, uh, closed in, tw- in the year 2000. So 17 years later, they're back, baby. <laughs> and they're bringing Bubsy with them. Oh, my God. Like, of all the franchises to get announced during this time, like... I kind of wish I was in the theater and this was announced. <laughs> oh, like, God. Like, the, wait, what? I, I would love to imagine an accolade or whoever the people are making this game went up to, like, Kaz Harai or Shuya Yoshida. Like, so we're exclusive to you guys and Steam. Do you, do you think we can get a spot in the conference? <laughs> Shuya just oh. laughs appropriately for five minutes. Like, just get get out. <laughs> security get him out of here <laughs> oh, god why <laughs> i don't know oh god this... no. have you ever seen bubsy 3d by the way uh yeah yeah I- i've seen oh. i've seen footage it's not good it's <laughs> it's not no it's not it's terrible it's awful it is like like, like this is i mean to be fair to bubsy 3d <laughs> to be fair to be fair this this was that that was that confusing time before Mario sixty four when people weren't sure what the fuck was up with three D platforming. So Bubsy three D, God bless his heart, <laughs> came out on PS one before even analog sticks are out, so it was all D pad action. Uh and you could only move forward and then you you couldn't move the camera, so you had to stop and then move left or right to turn the camera and Bubsy. Uh and then you'd be able to move forward with up again. And it was terrible. Because of course it was. What kind of <laughs> That's a nightmare. Uh, and then Mario 64 came out and, and, and fixed everything for everybody. Thank yeah. God. <laughs> and then Mario Galaxy came out and really fixed everything. Oh, like, my God. Oh. Mario Galaxy. Uh, oh, fun, fun, useless fact here. Do you re- Look up a, a video game called Zool, Z-O-O-L, uh, which was, a, I believe, originally supposed to be a Bubsy game. And then... You know, and then when that game failed, they just made Zool instead by like basically coloring over it. And then Zool was supposed to, it had a sequel and it was going to have a third sequel that was going to be a 3D game, (laughs) but then they lost funding. So they changed the character yet again to a game you probably saw in a $5 bin at some gas station somewhere, but it became a Wii U title called Ninja Bread Man. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah, I did have seen that. <laughs> it's, it's a little fun fact. I like this, this. I think they saw Mighty Number no. Nine, and they thought, well, if if that can get on get sold, <laughs> <laughs> that made four million. I'm sure we could do pretty well with Bubsy. <laughs> what the fuck? All right. So, Joe, get get the taste oh, out man. of my mouth. Oh, I, I, you know what, Malcolm, I forgot about this. Uh... 
this tasty little fun fact oh, about Bubsy 3D. Uh, do you do you <laughs> do you know the the original developer of? Uh, I mean, not the original. I guess uh, the developer of uh, Bubsy 3D of that partic- that PS1 game. I did. I know, I know, but I can't remember. I, I, it's, it. it's it's it, it struck me just now like a ton of bricks, Malcolm, because I wrote an article about this. Uh, I forget if it was for PlayStation University or if it was for Stealthy Box, but I wrote about the long lost first games of 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 Sony <laughs> of Sony Studios, and it's and from Sony Bend. Yes, Sony Bend's first game back when they were called Idetic. This was their first video game. And now they're developing Days Gone for PlayStation 4. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> their next game after that was Siphon Filter. So it was an old <laughs> They took what they learned from Bubsy and <laughs> applied it to Siphon Filter. <laughs> oh, man. What a segue, huh? Indeed. Oh, man. Bubsy. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Very uh, I mean, Bubsy was such a joke that Bubsy 3D... Um, you know, you got this PS1 game, and then four years ago, um, another game came out called Bubsy 3D because <laughs> it was such a joke. Like, what do we call this game, Bubsy 3D? Uh, and it was just this kind of. Actually, it wasn't even like it was still. It was like an unofficial Bubsy game, but it was actually kind of decent because you know, it was fucking 18 years later or whatever, <laughs> and people know how to make 3D platformers now. But the fact. I mean, the fact of the matter is that game exists as a joke because this fucking franchise is a joke. What the fuck? Oh, oh, God. I, I don't know. We, we need to move on, pal. Yeah, we've we... talked way too much about Bubsy. <laughs> we've talked 10 minutes about Bubsy. God damn it. I, oh, God. What fresh hell is this? <laughs> Moving on. What else happened? Oh, God. All right. So, uh not great news for Ubisoft so soon before E3 but uh Assassin's Creed Origins is probably the name of the next game as a pre-order card for retailers uh was was kind of seen out in the wild this appears to be a target card you get a free $5 gift card with pre-ordering this Assassin's Creed Origins Steelbook Gold Edition uh so all those things are kind of uh leaked here at once uh, one that this game is called Assassin's Creed Origins, and judging by the art on the front of this card, um, yes, it is going to take place in ancient Egypt. Uh, Secrets of the First Pyramid. Ooh, first for the bonus mission for reserving now. Uh, Gold Edition includes the game, Deluxe Pack, and Season Pass, and all that, and the Steelbook this time around. So all those things uh, right before E3. <laughs> oh, Ubisoft, never change. <laughs> so... So far, I'm half right on one of my predictions. So, <laughs> as long as it gets announced for 2018 instead of like two months from now. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's uh, as far as I can tell, there isn't, there's not a date uh, on uh, the front of this card here. No, it just says the game release date subject to change, but there's no actual date on the front of it, so nothing technically is subject to change as far as this card is concerned. Um, but yeah. So Egypt, huh? Hmm. Yep. I mean, judging by the big ass pyramid on the front, <laughs> that'll be easy to climb. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just really an incline. That's real. Smooth. Yeah, real <laughs> Made out of sand for crying out loud. Hey, you, you know, fun fact about the movie 
Did you know mm. that never once does he jump into hay? That's probably for the best. <laughs> they couldn't even get that part right, Joe. <laughs> uh, but anyway, about the game proper, you know, they took a year off at least. Uh, don't know if uh, I'm going to end up being correct about 2018, but, you know, it, it's been a while. Uh, hopefully they focused on this game and it'll be pretty good. I don't know much about the weaponry and locales of Egypt, but hey, it's. I'm, ass- <laughs> I'm assuming there's a lot of daggers. Yeah. Are, are you going to get this one, Joe? Um, you know, my history with Assassin's Creed recently has been, I've been wrong <laughs> about them for the last, four, like, several years, one way or another. Like, I'll be excited for one, and it'll burn me, and then I'll be burned and not care, and then it turns out to be great. <laughs> uh, so, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck to think about Assassin's Creed anymore. Um, it, yeah. It's weird with me. Like, after three... I right. I came down so hard on this series. Like, granted, four was good and arguably, yeah, that's well, what I mean. It's like you know, three burned both of us. Then four was awesome, and you know, I didn't care about it until they came out and it turned out to be awesome. Then, then I went to go see Unity at E three, and I was like, wow, maybe this series can be awesome again. And then that fucking game burned me. So I was like, god damn it. <laughs> so I don't know what to think. So I don't know. I'll I'll see it when I I'll I'll know when I play it, Malcolm. So, yeah, I, we'll see. I mean, I, I'm going to wait for reviews regardless, but, you know, yeah. not, especially this year, you have to be really good. You can't be doing none of this faceless shit with, uh, like with this game if you want my money this year. Yeah. Especially if it, there were so many games here. So hopefully 2018, better year for them to come out, I'm telling you. Yeah. All right. Moving on. What else happened? All right, we got new PlayStation Plus games for June. Now that we're in June, uh, a new set of games has cycled into the... Uh, wait, remember it used to be called the Instant Game Collection? <laughs> uh, they don't call it that anymore, but that's what this is. Anyway, the six games for the month of June are Killing Floor 2 on PS4, Life is Strange on PS4, Abyss Odyssey on PS3, WRC 5 World Rally Championship on PS3, uh, Neon Chrome on Vita, and which is crossed by with PS4, uh, and Spy Chameleon on Vita, which is also crossed by with PS4. So technically four PS4 games, uh, slash two Vita games, and then two PS3 games. Hmm, not bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember seeing Abyss Odyssey at E3 three years ago as well. That was that was in Atlas's booth. Um, I played a little bit of it. That was, that was pretty good. It was like a Metroidvania-type game. Um, Seemed all right for free. I can definitely check it out. Uh, I don't know anything about Killing Floor 2, but Life is Strange, I can't say enough good things uh, about. Oh, yeah. It's about time that that was a freebie, too. Um, yeah, uh, what year did that come out? Feels like at least two years ago. Yeah, that seems right. Um, but, yeah, that that's a great game. Indeed. I'm looking it up right now because now I'm actually legit curious here. Yeah, two years ago. It came out January uh, yep. 2015. All right. Called it. Point for me. And the... <laughs> All right. All right. Moving on. What else happened? <laughs> um, let's see here. We've After the PS Plus games, we've got... Uh, oh, I guess this is a good, <laughs> as good a segue as any. But Life is Strange 2 has been confirmed as well. Um, Even Stranger. Even stranger still. Um, yeah, Don't Not Entertainment, the developers of that game, uh, confirmed 
that the new season is coming soon. Um, yeah, they've confirmed that it sold more than 3 million copies of that season. I, I'm assuming that's across all platforms, which includes you know Xbox and, and, and PC as well. But still, for a quaint little game about a time-traveling teenager, uh, I'd say that's pretty good. Um, I'm excited. I'm very excited. The game, the game, or the team, uh, don't nod, will not be at E3. <laughs> That's another thing they said as part of their announcement. Um, but either way, just the same. I'm excited for for this. Nice, nice. Uh, yeah, it definitely deserves a sequel. So I'm very curious to see where they take the story. Yeah, did you play? I have, I have not, so I'll have to play before. I'm guessing they're not going with the world blows up ending or whatever the heck they just was one of the endings on that one um you know i kind of forget how that game ended like all the like the the over the overarching story of like you know this crazy time tornado or whatever coming up onto this town like that's like that's that stuff wasn't super memorable for me i like i can't remember much of that but like I remember, but the characters and and kind of how they develop and their interactions—that's what stuck with me the most. Um, man, that game will go some places, man. Holy shit, you, you got to play it. It's free now. Check it out, Malcolm. You can get through. It. You can get through it after E3, in a couple of days. Get to it right after I wrap up. Uh, f- wrap up the surge, which once again, more on that coming up later. But yes, I will definitely get it. I hope so. All right, what's next? All right, we've got some we've got some game release information here. The next few items here are going to be release dates, Malcolm. Some things get confirmed, some things get pushed back. Probably the biggest game getting pushed back here, Malcolm. Red Dead Redemption 2 has been pushed out of its fall 2017 release window, now coming spring 2018. So finally some of your predictions uh, <laughs> have to not come to come about. So this changes the complexion of our game of the year tournament, as far as I'm concerned. Suddenly, yeah, I yeah. mean, suddenly half the games, like a lot of the games that that we seem to be that seem to be locks for for a top contenders for 2017's best, uh, are either garbage fires or not a, not a factor at all. <laughs> yeah, like with this, both of our number one seeds are out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, I said Andromeda would kill it and. Oh, it killed something, all right, and uh-huh. <laughs> its own franchise. <laughs> uh. Oh, and uh, Red Dead. You know what? After Andromeda, you know they, it can take all the time it needs. <laughs> well, I mean, with Rockstar, I feel like that's a whole different. Like, don't, like Rockstar, like obviously they're just they're just a steadier studio. They only work on one game at a time, basically. Um, I'm not saying it; its games are flawless. No, but yeah, it's they had its on fair share of glitches, especially Red Dead. <laughs> yeah, but they do like I mean they focus on the one thing at a time, um, and for the most part, things have worked out pretty well for them. Like I don't remember last time Rockstar released a game that people didn't like. <laughs> you know, like even even with GTA Five, like it didn't resonate with me like other GTA games did, but that was still a pretty fucking well made game. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> same here, but you know. It, it, it was good. I mean, it's it obviously is considering how well it continues to sell. So, Malcolm, what's that? D million. Oh yeah, <laughs> ridiculous numbers. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, the only weird thing about this whole thing with Red Dead is that you know they just announced this, or we just saw this game for the first time, or it was announced not too long ago, 
Um, and you know, that's when they, they, you know, they had the trailer and then they're like, all right, fall 2017. And then just a couple months later, they're like, ah, actually maybe not. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's weird that, you know, they so quickly, uh, kind of, you know, delayed it. It's like, maybe you should have waited a couple of weeks to know for sure. Uh, it feels pretty par for the course with them though. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, it's a bummer. I mean, n- I was really looking forward to it for a long time because, you know, Red Dead is Red Dead Redemption, one of my favorite games of all time on the PS3 era. R.I.P., my good friend. But uh, <laughs> it feels like just yesterday we were talking about how it's ended. But anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, but at the same time, you know, if can, once again, going by past experience, if they need more time, they can take all the time it needs. And once again, it's not like we're hurting for games. No, we are not. And what else got canceled? Uh, canceled. <laughs> canceled, probably, I think, uh, Shamu 3. But for <laughs> now, it's only delayed until the second half of 2018. I forgot it was supposed to be out this year. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they never they never really get. I mean, as far, as far as we got for a release date for Shamu 3 was from, you know, the initial Kickstarter, uh, uh, you know, drive. Uh, you know, they they... I mean, you don't promise things on Kickstarter, really, but <laughs> but uh, the release window that they were aiming for, as far as that was concerned, was December 2017, um, which, when this fucking thing <laughs> was shown off for the first time two years ago, seemed like forever. Like, well, man, <laughs> fucking December 2017 may as well be fucking 2027. Uh, but here we are now, and <laughs> it's been pushed to the second half of 2018. Um yeah, that's not surprising. <laughs> not good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when did Shenmue 2 came out, come out? Shenmue 2? Yeah, that was like, what? Oh. 15, 16 years ago on the original Xbox? Yeah, it was a w- long <laughs> time ago, dude. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, boy. So, yeah, don't, don't hold your breath for that one. No, we'll... we'll won't do yeah <laughs> yeah maybe take a seat while you wait but that that's a bummer um, pack of lunch. <laughs> all right well what else uh anything else got delayed uh let's see did anything else get delayed yes of course it did uh middle earth shadow of war oh, um that's right the most generic possible name they could have given that sequel uh, <laughs> has been delayed by two months, no longer releasing in August as originally uh, as originally planned, but now slated for October 10th on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. And you know what? I'm cool with it. I mean, yeah. I, I and, please, and please don't take that as me saying I don't care about this. I'm really, really looking forward to it. <laughs> Malcolm, it sounds like you're not very enthusiastic at all. <laughs> What, me? That doesn't sound like me at all. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, this game is, uh, I was, I've been looking forward to it ever since it got announced. And, you know, that 16-minute gameplay trailer, oh, man. But uh, at the same time, like we've said, a lot of games have come out. And I wouldn't mind the breathing room in uh, getting a chance to play some of these games. So, uh, yeah. And, and plus, October is my birthday month. So, uh. So there you go. For anybody, any listeners who want to give your old pal Malcolm a handout, because <laughs> he'll take them right now. But uh, <laughs> there you go. Anyway, so, yeah, and once again, 
if this year has taught me anything, it's cool if a game gets delayed. It is super, <laughs> super cool. So, yeah, take all the time you want. I'll, I'll still be here. Trust me. That, I feel like, has to be in our game of the year turn. <laughs> I'm going to be so heartbroken if that game is Andromeda. My God. <laughs> I'm sure that game will be fun. Yeah. By the way, like, uh, I've heard this mentioned in a few other shows, but remember when that first game came out and we both came on record saying, like, oh, so many people are going to steal that friggin' Nemesis system from it. Like, Yeah, basically everyone thought that because it was such a great new mechanic and it seemed like exactly the kind of thing that for other people to like, hey, what an inspiring idea and just straight up take it. <laughs> uh, but here we are three years later uh, with a sequel coming out and no one taking that idea. Yeah, no like, one took that not, idea whatsoever. Yeah, not a one. It's really weird. I I guess they're going to wait and see uh, how it does with other people. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, interesting. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's probably, yeah, we expected so many games. We expect that to be, like, you know, the way, like, everything, <laughs> like, so many games take inspiration from, from like, the Souls franchise, you know? Uh, we kind of expected that with uh, the Nemesis system, but it just never took for some reason, even though it was right for the taking. Oh, man, did games take freaking <laughs> from Souls. Like, like even oh, God. God of War, like, pe- like sort of looks like it's going to be a Souls-like game. Every other game, hey, if you play Dark Souls, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> if you play Dark Souls, this Fucking is Fucking kill me now. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, it's a bummer, but I can wait. It's cool. All right. What else is coming out? All right, so we're out of delays, but we do have release dates. All right. Uh, All right, so we've got a release date along with an announcement for a game for Far Cry 5. Uh, Ubisoft went ahead and revealed that a couple of – now going on a couple of weeks, we should probably (laughs) – there's a lot about a recording schedule here, <laughs> but <laughs> but either way, uh, that will be releasing February 27th, 2018, uh, so about eight months from now, um, and uh, that game is set not in a tropical island or far-flung paradise, but rather in Montana, the, uh, a, a state in the United States of America, um, and, um, yeah, the, the story behind that is that there is a, a crazy, crazy cult that's taken over a town and you play as a deputy police officer, uh, kind of working with the resistance to, I guess, take them out one way or another. Um, and, you know, by and large, it seems pretty in line with other Far Cry games, you know, even though it's in Montana, um, they're still all that super fun, you know, freaking open world stuff that you do in Far Cry games with video vehicles and, and planes and, and whatnot. And so um, interesting to see what that game is going to be like. I see a lot of promise in it, personally. Yeah, I mean, Far Cry games are usually pretty good. Like, even Primal, which, you know, I admittingly wrote off as like, oh, this just feels like releasing a Far Cry game for the sake of releasing a Far Cry game. But no, as you and Tyler went on, it was actually a really, really good game. Yeah. So, and plus this premise is pretty interesting because we're not on some island or in some far off place. We're we're in America, so. (laughs) Yeah. So it it feels like it could be something interesting. So, and when is that coming out one more time? 
That's going to be February twenty uh, seventh, okay. twenty eighteen. So, so the second this, to last day. So not this year, thank God. All right. No. <laughs> I was eight like, months from now. I was about to say, oh God, another game. <laughs> oh, so many good games, my God. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm sure we'll be seeing a lot more of this uh, very soon at E three. <laughs> All righty, moving on. What else happened since we've been gone? Uh, let's see. Sticking with Ubisoft here, they've announced a new date for the recently delayed South Park, The Fractured Butthole. Uh, that, <laughs> game, that game was supposed to come out initially in December 2016. Got pushed to first quarter, to or to spring, rather, of uh, 2017. Now coming out October 17th, 2017. Mm. 10, 17, 17. All right. How do you feel about this one? Um... I'm sure it'll be fine. It's just, um, you know, the original game was was done up by Obsidian. Uh, this is being done internally by Ubisoft instead, uh, by their San Francisco studio. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, what effect uh, the change in development houses uh, has on the game. But I'm I'm fairly confident that it, it, that that uh, they're going to be able to build on that framework that that uh, Obsidian. You know, laid out for them, so I'm sure the game will be fine. Right on. Right. Unless, Malcolm, you live outside of the United States, where it's very possible, Malcolm, that Ubisoft cannot promise that the game will not be censored. Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, this, uh, like, I, like I said here, Malcolm, no, this doesn't necessarily affect us in the U.S. of A., um, but in parts of the world like Australia or Germany, where things are a little harder to get through. Uh, you know, unscathed, uh, the game might not make it completely 100% intact. Um, you know, that that was the case with uh, the Stick of Truth. I believe that was uh, that that had a little, some parts changed uh, in parts of Europe and Australia, um, and they were pretty <laughs> they were pretty sarcastic. But like, they replaced that part with something else, and it was like super sarcastic. Um, so yeah, I'm, we'll see what happens with that game. But I mean, here. You, me, and other folks in the United States will will probably see that game uh, intact, but it'll be interesting to see what they change, you know, abroad. I definitely agree. It'll be pretty interesting. Like I have hopes for that game, but I, I still don't know if we'll, if uh, this is the final release date of it. But... <laughs> You're still not confident in uh, that that release. They fooled me once. But... <laughs> <laughs> I was really on board for that December 6th uh, original date that they had. I, even, I mean, even the stick of truth I uh, got was, was delayed pretty heavily. That's true, too. Like, I even, like, did the pre-order online, and I was playing. I finally played through the stick of truth, and in a weird event, PSN refunded me my money and took it back. <laughs> so I can't play stick of truth anymore, but I already got... I already played through it and all that, so whatever. But <laughs> <laughs> take that, narcs. <laughs> but it, it looks the concept is really cool, so I hope uh, it lives up to expectations here. Hmm. All right. Anything else as far as delays or whatnot? Uh, well, I mean, we've got some more release dates here. Um, why well, maybe this one should have gone with the other stuff? But Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, which is kind of um, what the fuck. Koji Garashi's, you know, he he was the the creative force behind, you know, Symphony of the Night, uh, the Castlevania game, and this is kind of like a spiritual successor to that. 
Um, he, I mean, he said that the game is about, at this point, 20 to 30% complete. Uh, about a year ago, he estimated it to be about 10%, so not a great pace <laughs> uh, for that game, uh, for for only to be an extra 10% done with it, but you know, man, if, okay. <laughs> if Kickstarter is teaching me anything, it, it's really making me feel like you know, the whole business side of video gaming or the, you know, the, the Capcoms or what have you, maybe they're a necessary evil in order for the, these games to come out. Yeah, probably. Fashion. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Kickstarters aren't a hundred percent great. <laughs> it's like weird. And, and this sucks. Cause you know, thank God I didn't, I didn't put that money on this one, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the Kickstarter, I mean, but, uh, yeah, it's like, really? Like, the game, what was it? They reached their goal in, like, 2015? I uh, I forget when it was, but they, not only that, they, like, I believe they set a Kickstarter record for for video games, uh, you know, for the video game category. Um, they, they, They raised a lot of money for that thing. So, at the rate it's going, this game could be 10 years. Um. Hopefully it's a little faster than that. Maybe, maybe you know that first part, of, that first thirty percent is the hardest to get done, and then that's, and then you're just fixing it from there. You know, okay. I don't know. What the fuck do I know? I, <laughs> I'm really hoping that this is a swerve, and then they come out at E3 and like it's out right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say that's not likely at all. <laughs> Sound like you left the apartment? You were so disgusted with that. Oh man, uh, no, but that sucks. That delay that. What the fuck, man? 30% <laughs> at best? Come oh, on. Man. Oh. Yeah. Good times. All right. Mo- good times are all welcome. <laughs> all right. Moving on. What else happened? Uh, let's see here. We've got... Here's some interesting news, uh, Malcolm. Uh, Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice, a game by Ninja Theory. Ninja Theory being, of course, the developer behind, you know... Uh, the first game that they made was uh, Heavenly Sword. Uh, they worked on uh, Enslaved, Odyssey to the West, and most recently, uh, DMC, Devil May Cry, uh, which filled a lot of diapers for babies, but that game was super great. <laughs> um, and, you know, this game uh, was, this is their, their follow-up, this is their latest game, and it's coming out August 8th. Yeah. Uh, I've liked... Like, first of all, I just want to say that uh, Heavenly Sword, I really enjoyed. And I feel like that could have been more than what it was, but, uh, oh well. Uh, yeah, that game was great. It was. Um, it yeah. Was, it had Andy Serkis as the bad guy, and, like, <laughs> oh, the fighting was just excellent. So. And then Enslaved had Andy Serkis as the good guy. <laughs> <laughs> they really like Andy Serkis over there. Well, he's, like, the best thing. It's a CG. It's like, uh, uh, I'm surprised yeah, he's he, not in more video games, honestly. Uh, man, he should have won an Oscar for Planet of the Apes, but that's neither here nor there. He should have, but... Uh, <laughs> um, I, oh, I, another interesting thing for this game, though, is that it's actually coming as a digital-only title for $30. Yeah, like, I, I like how they're going about this. Like, they're, they're not... They're being really upfront and open about the fact that, okay, we're not... We're a double-A game at best. So, as a result, we're just going to charge you a double-A price, $30. And you get to play this game that uh, we've been working on all this time. And, you know, $30, that's that's a great entry point. I feel like a lot of people will be like, oh, okay. Uh. Yeah. 
And, um, yeah, some more interesting information on this game. Apparently, um, the studio worked with Daisy Ridley's uh, stunt double from Star Wars uh, oh, for, for, for a lot of the combat here. So that's going to be really cool. Um, I'm, I'm very interested in this. Like, I love, I love Ninja Theory. I, I, I love all of their games. And it, it looks really good, too. So I'm very curious to see what it would be like. Like the main character in here kind of looks like uh, the main character of Heavenly Sword's sidekick there too. So, <laughs> yeah, it looks freaky. Like, really, this game's gonna be thirty bucks? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean that was another thing too. When they first, you know, showed this game off, it, it, it. I mean, a lot is a lot of it. There's a lot going into it, seemingly. Um, so I'm guessing maybe they just didn't feel that the game was. Like, it feels it feels like more of a length thing than a quality thing. Um, like maybe they just don't think, maybe the game is like a couple hours long, but they put so much into it. I don't know. Length shouldn't play anything into it. Like journey and is really a short game and it's like one of the most acclaimed exclusives for PlayStation of all time. But yeah, I mean, freaking, it looks, oh my God, this, it looks gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited for it. Yeah. Yeah. Freaking hell. I'll, I'll get it. <laughs> uh, oh, August is going to be busy because like on t- th- there's this game, there's uh, Yakuza Kiwami, which is basically a remake of the first game in, mm-hmm. in the awesome PS4. And the first game is the one that hooked me on the series in the first place. And after that, I believe they're do- going to do number two even further out. So essentially, we're going to get remasters of all the <laughs> all the Yakuza games. And starting with zero, smart move. Go to one and keep going. Uh, th- th- this could be really good for him. But anyway, going back, yeah, yeah give the, guys you, at the very least check out the trailer because it looks. This does not look like a thirty dollar game. This looks triple A as hell. So, yeah, go for it. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going to keep a close eye on this one. Wow. Yeah, and then and then play uh, DMC in the meantime while you wait because that game is so good. What's wrong with everybody? Jesus. Yeah. And get the run add on. Play Run DMC. All right, that's enough. Of you. <laughs> that's enough. <laughs> run DMC. Oh my God. Oh okay. <laughs> All right, moving on. What else happened? All right, we've got one last release date here, Malcolm, and right. it is for Project Cars Two. <laughs> that's Project. the real name of this Project Cars. You know, when they first when they first revealed the original game. Like it's, I was like, all right, cool. We'll see what what they end up calling it when the game comes out. And it's like, nope, it's just Project Cars. It's like, all right, whatever. <laughs> um, so here's Project Cars two, uh, coming September twenty uh, second. There's the date, September twenty second. Um, there you go. Hmm. Hopefully, it's a little. Uh, hopefully, it's a little less bland than the original game because that game was fun. Game was realistic as hell. That you know, it hit all the right notes as far as being a simulator was concerned. But the the wrapping around that game was just so generic and and lifeless. Mm. It, was hard, it was hard to kind of really do anything more than a few laps at a time because the game just didn't motivate you really in any other way besides. Do you really like? Do you like super realistic cars? I was like, yeah, but I also like <laughs> other interesting things. You like super realistic cars? I drive a super realistic. Car. <laughs> <laughs> it's very lifelike. <laughs> uh, but all right, uh, I hope it's good. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> Put that on the box. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. What else happened? All right. I got two last stories here. Two last fighting game stories, Malcolm. Let's, oh, oh let's, man. Let, let's let's service you first. Here, <laughs> Get it out of the way. <laughs> uh, Red Hood is hitting Injustice 2 next week as DLC. Uh, specifically, you'll be able to play him starting June 13th. That's next week for us. Yes. So, yes, it is. For those of you who don't know, who may be new listeners of the show, uh, out of all the DC characters, Red Hood it has a special place in my heart. I love that character. So when he got announced, lost my shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, when the uh, update hit for, not, not, our, not our kind of update, but update for Injustice 2 hit, which I don't know. Have you gotten Injustice yet, Joe? No. Okay. Well, it's, it's kind of annoying. Because here's the thing, because the new <laughs> the new update basically it's a ringing endorsement. <laughs> the new update adds in the spots for the special characters they're including, including Red Hood, where it'll say available now. Click here to download. But when you do it, it just says, "Hey, there's nothing here." <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. So it's uh, it's annoying that they because they just released that out in the wild without like giving us any heads up. So a lot of people, including myself, thought that Red Hood was available, went to download him and no he wasn't. So Oh, you poor sap. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I am a poor sap and also go to hell, Joe. That is <laughs> don't uh, tease me. Don't dangle the the Red uh, Hood uh, carrot in front of me and take it away. And on top of that, I don't know if you saw the trailer, Joe, which chances are you didn't. But you- <laughs> uh he plays like exactly like I was hoping he'd play. He's really awesome. Not only does he have have long distance moves, but he also has really cool moves for like closing in the gaps. And his special is like basically a gun caught a up close and personal style move by turning his guns into tasers as well. So it's ah, uh, it's super cool. So and the, uh, if you guys are are Red Hood fans like me, or just really into Injustice Two. Uh, on NetherRealm's official community channel for Injustice 2, they just released like an 18-minute preview of the character. And he, his moves are really, really cool, as well as his epic gear as well. So I'm I'm super looking forward to this character. Oh, he, this is going to be my <laughs> official character, Joe. In whatever century you get Injustice 2, maybe we could have a fight or two. Oh, going to kill Superman with Red Hood just to piss you off. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Malcolm's got some pent up feelings about apparently. Oh, I, I love. Don't get me wrong. Love Superman. Superman is a really cool character that people don't give enough credit to. I feel even now. But mm-hmm. uh, he he's in injustice. He's a dick. So it's super cool to <laughs> beat beat him up. So. <laughs> All right. Anyway, Joe, uh, you said you had multiple fighter news. Yes. And second and final overall news story for this week um, is Marvel versus Capcom Infinite. Um, apparently oh, there, man. there has been a roster leak, Malcolm, revealing, or at least hopefully, hopefully this isn't everybody, but it seems that they revealed, I mean, I can't imagine that's everyone because the game is a two on two fighter now, not three on three. Um, so I would assume they want even numbers, but they, but this leak was for 23 characters. Um, and it kind of sucks <laughs> because, hey, that's not a lot of characters, especially for this ensemble game and franchise, really. Uh, and B, the characters that are in here are wanting, I find. <laughs> it's Yeah, it was really – it, it wasn't that exciting at all. 
It's like, uh, do you want to go down the list? Do you have it up there out of curiosity? I do. And, um, yeah, let's see here. On the Capcom side, I believe you've got – let's see. Hold on. I'm trying to see which side has one more character than the other. But either way, um, yeah, on the Capcom side, you've got, you know, you've got your – your, your the people you would expect like Ryu Chun Li, uh, you know Chris Redfield, um, Dante, uh, then other characters such as Mega Man X. They went with X on that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got Morgan uh, from uh, Dark Stalkers. Dark uh, You got Strider. You got Spencer. You got Nemesis from uh, Resident Evil Three. You got <laughs> Monster Hunter. <laughs> Just <laughs> uh, everyone's favorite character there, Monster Hunter. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Arthur from uh, Ghosts and Goblins, uh, Firebrand from I don't know what game, and Jetta Gargoyles. from Auto- Gargoyles oh. Quest. Okay, and uh, Jetta, which I also do not know. Um, and on the Marvel side, um, Jetta is also from Darkstalkers. He's a oh, okay. there, yeah. I believe, okay. Yeah. And then on the Marvel side, um, arguably even more disappointing. Um, <laughs> For any number of reasons. Um, You've got Ant-Man, Captain America, Captain Marvel, uh, Doctor Strange, Gamora, which is a new addition, I believe. Mm -hmm. Um, Hawkeye, Hulk, Iron Man, Nova, uh, Rocket Raccoon slash Groot. So I don't know if they would be – they would count as one single character. Uh, They do, yeah. yeah. Um, Because Rocket Raccoon is a standalone character in uh, Marvel 3. Yeah. that was that was pretty good timing and last time too because it was before even Guardians of the Galaxy came out. And everyone's like, "What the fuck is a rocket raccoon?" And oh boy, <laughs> um, Spider Man, Thanos, Thor, and Ultron. Um, Joe, quick question yeah. for you. Yes. Okay. Close the window at the least because I want to test your memory. Uh huh. Because this is a depressing fact. I'm going to give you. You ready? Hmm. How many women did you mention? Overall, or in that list you just read of twenty-seven oh, or so characters, twenty-three characters. All right, so you've got Chun Li, you've got Morgan, you've got Captain Marvel, you got Gamora, you've got uh... shit with all of them. <laughs> all right, out of tw- twenty-seven, twenty-eight. If you include Sigma as a pre-order bonus, there's only four women. Shit, I did get them all. That was all of them. Captain Marvel. Gamora, Morgan, and Chun Li. That's it. Yeah, that that's it. That is uh, freaking it. Like, and like some notable exclusions. I feel like you got Chris, you got Nemesis, but yeah, no Jill <laughs> right. yeah, that's dumb. Um, I mean the the biggest ahead. the biggest omission for me uh, for for a lot of people. I feel. Um, is the fact that, you know, none of the X-Men are in there. Uh, and, you know, Marvel versus Capcom has its roots in, you know, those original just like X-Men fighting games from the arcade and, like, the early PS1 days, you know, Children of the Atom, you know, was an X-Men-only fighting game uh, that Capcom made. And then, you know, they, they spun it off into multiple Street Fighter versus X- X-Men versus Street Fighter or whatever and, you know, like Marvel superheroes and, you know, all of that stuff. Um, you know, like over 20 years of, of you know, Marvel... And the Capcom, and you know, it all started with the X Men, uh, and not a single one of them is in here. Um, no one from the Fantastic Four is in here, and you know, obviously, this is well, this, I, I this don't is a product of, of just you know, the shitty licensing going on with with uh, you know, Marvel and you know, just with X Men and, and Fantastic Four in general with Fox, where they're just going out of their fucking way to not include those characters and anything outside the movies just to spite Fox. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, fans of these, 
these characters are the ones suffering for it. Um, you know, there's no ongoing fucking fan. I mean, for over a year, there's not been a Fantastic Four comic. Can you fucking believe that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, and to be fair, the Fantastic Four were never in these series of fighting games to begin with. But oh, but I'm mean, you at least said fucking Scroll, Super Scroll, and you know Marvel Three. Oh, that's, that's fair. That's fair. But, kind of embodied all the all the Fantastic Four in there, but but, but yeah, still. it's uh, super especially for me because my go-to character for years because me and my friends would play Marvel versus Capcom on uh, I believe the PS One for like hours back uh, when I lived in Vermont. My go-to character was Wolverine. He was it's everyone's go-to character. Like that's like one of the characters everyone picks to kind of learn the game. Oh, but I was really good with Wolverine. Like the, the battles, me and Damien, because Damien was a Spider-Man guy, so the battles between Wolverine and Spider-Man were legendary. But anyway, yeah, it's like it's <laughs> like where is my Berserker Barrage? <laughs> like, uh, and you know, this is to be fair. There's a chance, like in the in that game, and I don't know if this carried true with number three, but you would beat the game with one character and it would unlock like an alternate character. Like, uh, I believe like you beat the game as Mega Man, you got roll, but usually it was just like an alternate version of a character and what have you. But I think with the last one, I, I think they're all just unlocked, but even still, like, I mean, not only like, I mean, there's so many, <laughs> like from, you know, two had the biggest roster. It was like over 80 characters and the game was like completely imbalanced because of it, but whatever. It was fun, <laughs> and then Marvel Three, you know, cut that ba- cut back on that by a decent amount, but it was still like forty fucking characters. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of rumors going around. This is bad that a lot of these guys are going to be DLC. Like there'll be an X Man pack, and that's how you get Wolverine, Cyclops, and oh so, fuck that! I know, right? I absolutely wouldn't do it. like without the X Men in it. I don't want to like I don't want to play this fucking game at all. Like like Magneto is a huge character for fucking so many Marvel players. Mm-hmm. Magneto is a good one. Uh, like Storm, Cyclops, you know, all these fucking characters. Like. Sabretooth, Ven- Venom is going to be DLC. They actually confirmed that Venom is going to be a D- DLC character. But uh, Black Widow, I was kind of annoyed, isn't on here. Like, especially with all the negativity she's been getting. Or, like, she can't have her own movie, and uh, now she's not even in this game. Fuck, F that. <laughs> Oh, man. So, I mean, yeah, I have so many issues with this roster. Um, fuck. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's it's taken away a lot of my enthusiasm, like pretty much all of it. And, yeah, really. I mean, a game like this, like these crossover games, you know, they're fun. And, I mean, for me, the appeal for, the, for these games is, you know, the crazy rosters that you get to play with. Because, I mean, certainly not my ability to play these games at a high level because that's never going to fucking happen. But I do love mashing buttons with fucking... Like with a crazy team of Magneto and Phoenix fucking right, <laughs> you know, Phoenix right and Magneto riding high. It's like, <laughs> and plus, you know, you can't Black Widow and Jill Valentine don't make the cut, but fucking Rad Spencer from that failed Bionic Commando reboot is on here. <laughs> it's like, uh, oh god, like I was shocked to see him in the third game, let alone this game, especially for the fall from grace that that character had. Granted, Bayonetta Commando Rearmed was really cool, but... It was. It was, but they didn't use that one. They did not. Oh, so that's a bit of a bummer. Uh, yeah. Joe, I'm going to spoil your day here. I have, like, two things I want to talk to you about. Uh, I'm dying. We're almost done. Huh? Don't worry. <laughs> okay, so... 
this is just like a passing thing. This will be the closest thing to a sidebar you and I have this episode. But did you see Nintendo Switch's voice chat solution for, <laughs> for Splatoon? I, I did. Oh, man, where to start? <laughs> so uh, for those of you at home, you like I'm sure you have your phone on handy. Check, look it up. You'll see a picture of it. But essentially, they give you this this little dongle where you hook up the switch, you hook up your phone, which we'll get to in a second. And then you hook in a headset all into this thing. So many issues there. Number one, for the example of the phone, they use an iPhone. Now, for those of you who don't keep track of the latest <laughs> iPhones, uh, the new iPhone does not have a headphone jack. So I'm sure some of you are saying, well, no, you can use that little adapter. All right. All right. That's great. You could. But what if the phone starts to die? How are you going to charge it? Oh, well, you, you can get, like, that special double dongle. <laughs> Plug eight things. Into- oh, my. It's a mess. And on uh, top of yeah. that, you can't, you, you can't really use it unless you have an extension cord, which yet another thing to plug into. <laughs> you can't really use it while it's attached to your TV. So, uh. <laughs> Yeah, not a great solution for people um, who, who like to, to do voice chat in games. Um, I don't really care for voice chat. So, like, for me, whatever. But, like, for the very many people that do that, that definitely do, um, that's not a great solution. Right, and... And I'll say it once, and I'll say it again. If your cell phone is involved in it, then <laughs> just Skype, call, or whatever them at that point. Save yourself a lot of headache right there. Yeah, it's not great. <laughs> no, it's not good at all. All right. Well, uh, folks, that does it for this news update. Your pre-E3 news update, episode 192, catching you up. And next time you hear us, we'll be talking about all the latest news and stuff to drop from uh, E3, as I'm hearing Joe's fan in the background. Folks. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Going to catch you up on some things real quick. Once again, if you want to take advantage of that Audible deal, that's audibletrial.com slash firmware update. Get a free book. Get a free 30-day trial. And if you decide not to stay with Audible, you get to keep that book. But it's a good service. You get a free, well, not free, but you'll continue getting an audible, an audiobook credit every single month. So give that a shot. Folks, if you liked our show, you can hear it on such things such as the podcast app on your Apple device. Just uh, type in firmware update and there we are. Hit that subscribe and all the episodes come to you as they come. Also, it helps us out if you give us a five-star review and something written. That really helps us out. If you've got an Android device, never fear. You can find us on such things such as this Stitcher Radio and <laughs> Pocket Cast. Also, <laughs> also, we have a website, thefirmup.com. Good, head right over there and you can download us straight up right into your computer, phone, or device. Also, we've got lots of articles written by Joe Garcia, so go check that out. Also, we have a Facebook page, which you can follow and get every episode as they come, and please give us a like. That helps us out, too. On top of that, if you want to stay up to date on not only all the episodes as they come out, but all the latest news as it happens, which Joe and I do a good job of, in my opinion, a great job <laughs> of keeping up with all the news and making sure that gets to you as it happens, please follow us on Twitter 
at the firm up. Lucky to get that one. Uh, you can also <laughs> follow me at PSMAL and at Wants23 for Joe. If you want to email the show for any reason, advice, questions you want us to read on the show, mailbag at thefirmup.com. And Joe, is there anything else I'm forgetting? Uh, no. All right, no. guys. Folks, we're going to have a busy weekend, and we will see you later. Adios.